Yeah, so really, really the purpose is about supporting young people to have greater agency and confidence over their career pathways. Uh, and not only that, but also to be able to explore how you can outwork your strengths and your values in your work uh, and in your career pathway. This is Down to Earth Conversations, where we hear from ordinary people who are helping to bring a bit of heaven down to earth. Kia ora. Welcome to another episode of Down to Earth Conversations. I'm Andy Dixon. It's good to have you here. I've had a bunch of feedback about my last episode where I chatted to my parents. I'm really glad it was so encouraging for so many of you. And for me, it really did highlight uh, that you can just do little things with a heart for others and make a difference. I actually got some feedback from someone that uh, mum and dad had helped. And it said, uh, they were a couple of beams of light at a time when I was beginning to feel despondent. Um, so as you can imagine, I got a little bit teary-eyed over that. Uh, but they, they went on to say that they're now in a much better space and they're really excited about being able to pay it forward, which again just uh, hit home to me about how there are always ripples from the good that you do that radiate out beyond what you might know, uh, what you might even imagine. This week I had the pleasure of chatting to April McLennan, who as an 18-year-old, fresh out of school, formed a charitable trust that assists young people with finding a career path that fits their strengths and values. Uh, a few years in now, she has learned a lot, and it was a privilege to hear some of that journey. Uh, we talk about some of the logistical side of things, of finding a board and forming the company, and how does that work? But also, what was it like being so young and uh, embarking on this journey, and what difference has she seen it make in the lives of, of those she's working with? This is episode 28 of Down to Earth Conversations. Here's April McLennan. Joining me today is April from Limitless. Kia ora, April. Kia ora. Uh, for those who don't know you, do you want to just start by introducing yourself? Nohia koe, mm. who are you, where are you from? Cool. Um, so, ko waio, uh, ko nā kohatu, uh, whakare kareka o tamatea pōkai whenua te maonga, um, ko o Tākaro te awa, um, nō Scotland aho, uh, ko McLennan tōko hapu, um, e noho ana aho ki o Dautahi, uh, ko April tōko ingoa. So yeah, my name's April, um, I have grown up in Christchurch with my family, my three sisters and my parents, and I'm the founder of Limitless. Awesome. And what is Limitless? Yeah, so uh, I founded Limitless in 2016. I had the opportunity to take part in a nine-week social enterprise accelerator. Uh, I'd gone in with the idea to create something to help bridge the gap between uh, high school and what's next around career pathways for young people. Yeah, and out of that came the opportunity to form a charitable trust that would create programs around this kaupapa. Uh, so we started the Limitless Charitable Trust in 2016, cool. um, been running for five years, uh, and we've had the chance to outwork that purpose in a bunch of different ways. The key one probably being our Year 10 Limitless Conference that we've run um, four times now. Yeah, so really, really the purpose is about supporting young people to have greater agency and confidence over their career pathways, uh, and not only that, but also to be able to explore 
how you can outwork your strengths mm. and your values in your work uh, and in your career pathway. Is that something you saw that there was a big hole in? Like what, what made you go, oh, this is a good thing to do? Yeah, it was, it was my personal experience of just uh, looking to make that decision on what was next after I finished year 13. I uh, had a few different ideas, but I wasn't sure which pathway I wanted to take. Um, yeah, and I knew a bunch of friends as well that were in that same place and thought, how cool would it be if there was something else that could help with making those decisions? Mm. Uh, and not only that, but kind of explore what it looks like for uh, people like myself to take our, our strengths and our, our passions and our values into that work. Um, so yeah, I guess it, mm. it came out of that experience and wanting to create something new to support yeah, to support that. Yeah? Yeah. And you're saying you, you do like a year 10 conference, so obviously you're wanting yep. to hit this early in high school. Sure. So that, that you you then journey with them, or is that just like an idea starter for them to... Yeah. How does that work? Yeah. I originally thought we would be working with year 12s and 13s. It just made sense to me thinking about career pathways and thinking about the next steps. Um, but when I'd kind of done some exploration around what is it that we want to deliver, and when I talked to some schools, I kind of realised for what we were specifically looking to impact on, uh, it was going to be beneficial to start earlier in high school um, when students might have more of an opportunity to explore and um, utilise maybe some of the, the frameworks or the tools we could equip them with yeah. or the self-awareness that they'd grown in the game um, over the next few years. So that's how we kind of got to year 10 and part of that is around our program focusing on things like your strengths and your values and topics like goal setting and wellbeing um, as equippers for the next few years. So at this point year 10 has been the main focus and we've found that that's, yeah, that's been a really cool group to, to focus on and yep. work with. Um, but we did run a year 11 program, one day program in 2018 and that came out of feedback from the students saying it would be cool to loop back into to mm. these topics a year after or six months after and um, just explore them for that stage. So we have done that um, and we have sort of looked to the future whether we, mm. we create some new programs for year 11 and beyond. But at, the, at this point, yeah, year 10 has been the focus. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And you, you said you had this nine-week kind yeah. of starter thing. Mm. How did that come about? Yeah, so this is kind of um, a story of one opportunity leading to another opportunity, um, which I think is such a valuable thing that I could experience mm. while in high school. So I volunteered with World Vision as part of my Duke of Edinburgh uh, award, you had to do some sort of voluntary service and that led to me joining a group called Manawa Ahi and part of that group was that we would get development funds to kind of um, to grow and to develop ourselves and one development opportunity was to go to this conference called Festival for the Future that was in Auckland and it was basically a event with exploring issues around sustainability and the future and education and pretty much a whole breadth of, of areas and um, looking to a sustainable future and what does that look like. So at this conference they had a whole lot of workshops but one of them was on social enterprise uh, and that's where I got sort of explored the idea of social enterprise further and uh, running a business that has a, a social or environmental 
purpose. And yeah, that's where um, the question got asked of, if you were to start a social enterprise, what would it be of everyone in the workshop? And that's where I kind of surprised myself by saying, actually it would be around high school students uh, navigating their next steps on career pathways. I think because it was something that I was thinking about at the time and I was mm. in year 13 and I was trying to sort of figure out what I was doing next. Uh, and that same organisation that ran the Festival for the Future also ran the Social Enterprise nine week accelerator course. So that was sort of a follow on opportunity. Mm. Uh, it was the first time they were running it in Christchurch so I was quite lucky and yeah, I just applied for that. All you really had to have going in was an idea for what you wanted to impact on and willingness to spend nine weeks kind of learning about social enterprise and developing that idea. So that's, yeah, mm. I think that kind of, that's definitely shown me the value of young people getting opportunities and uh, when you get those opportunities, um, yeah, so often they can, they can lead to another one and um, to something that's really valuable. Um, yeah, so that's how I kind of got yeah. there. Yeah. A, a couple of really interesting points in there. One is, you know, I guess when, when I've thought of social enterprise in the mm. past, my mind goes to uh, organisations working with the poor or working with mm. prison justice or, sure. you know, there, there's kind of a mindset that mm. that's what social enterprise is. And mm. then you're talking about a social enterprise that's focused on high school kids. Sure. And that's not necessarily what I'd immediately think of. And yet, mm. actually, you're out there making a difference too. Mm. It's just, it looks different than those ones. Mm. Um, which, yeah, yeah I, I think that's that's a fascinating kind of mm. mind shift for me. Yeah. To go, actually, we can do good in the world in really, really ordinary ways that, mm. you know, aren't necessarily selling up everything and moving to Africa, yeah. um, but might be actually just following your path mm. and then helping other people to follow theirs, which mm. is really cool. The other thing you mentioned like, was you had these experience as a young person. Mm. You, you then started this thing pretty mm. much fresh out of school. Mm. How was that received? You, you started approaching schools. Yep. Was there concern that you were so young? Mm. Um, were, were they expecting older people to be more involved? Like, how, yeah, sure. Tell us yeah. a bit about that. Yeah, totally. Um, I think my uh, experience with putting, putting Limitless out there and being young, I think probably just within myself at times, I was like, I don't want to tell people how old I am for fear that they would perceive yeah. um, what we were doing as, as maybe you're, not as credible. You're 18, right? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah I was 18 at the time. But... I think I think with schools, I found that there was actually, yeah, we found that we found schools that actually wanted to back it and actually saw the value and and even expressed to me like it's really cool that young people are running this conference for young people and and that that was actually a draw card for them. Um, yeah, cool. In regards to yeah, I guess what that can express to young people as well and and I guess from time to time I've also been asked. You know, could you maybe speak about your experiences of starting a social enterprise, mm. you know, to high school students because it's really valuable that that's also a pathway that is visible to them. So I think yeah, right. Yeah. It's, it's not just you could be an accountant or you could be a lawyer. You know, sure. Yeah, there are these things that you can do mm. with what you're passionate about. Yeah, totally. And starting a business or starting a social yeah. enterprise, starting a charitable trust, that's one of them. So yeah, I think that was really cool to get that backing and 
yeah, we were really lucky straight after I did the Social Enterprise Accelerator. Throughout the whole course, we were really encouraged to just put together a pilot or put together a prototype of whatever a social enterprise was and test it, which was really good because I think within myself, I probably would have waited a really long time um, until you know it seemed like what we'd put together was good enough to put it out there. Uh, however, being encouraged to um, just yeah, share, share the idea and create something and put it out there was really valuable and I put together a two-day program, ran it a couple of weeks after the Social Enterprise Accelerator um, with a school that had said, yeah, you're welcome to come in and have a couple of days or get a group together of whoever wants to come along um, and yeah, run this pilot, um, which yeah, was really valuable. It was only it wasn't all the topics that we were eventually going to cover and everything, but having those runs on the board as well and being able to have done something and delivered something was probably valuable as well when yeah. putting the next thing out there. So that was definitely a benefit of doing that course as well, the push to get input and put something out there and also to pitch an idea when I felt like I didn't fully know what it was yet, uh, which is out of the comfort zone, but I think when people can see the purpose behind the mm. idea, it gives them mm. something to jump on board with as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's a really interesting point too, that there are many of us who would mm. resonate with that of, actually, I don't want to release this thing yet because it's not mm. ready. Sure. And yet sometimes it's in the releasing of it that it allows it to grow. Yeah. Um, and definitely. holding on to it doesn't give it that space. So, mm. uh, yeah, fascinating that that was part of, what you yeah. were required to do in this course. Yes, uh, yeah. Kind of pushed those boundaries for you and accelerated mm. it a bit. When you, you go into the schools, I'm assuming that it's not just you standing up the front teaching mm. kids for two days or mm. however long. Yeah. You, you get in other people. Are there other people that work with you? How does, how does that work? Yeah, definitely. I think the Limitless Conference is the main kind of um, thing that sort of displays it. It's a really a community that's come together around Limitless so each time we've run a conference uh, it's been over either two or three days we've hired out a space that all the secondary schools have you know been able to send their cohort to that space so we invite a bunch of different schools to send students along um, students that are interested to to be a part of it and every time we've run a conference it's actually been a really large group of people that have made it happen so we've had people that have created workshop content, sometimes it's been existing uh, resources, uh, for example the StrengthsFinder framework is something that has already been created and there's a whole lot of research and um, different resources and what I've done is been able to work with people that are trained in that to put something together that fits what we're doing and then also connecting with people to create something new around topics like values. Um, so there's been people that have come and collaborated on creating resources around the specific kaupapa. There's been people that have gone and facilitated all those workshops, uh, speakers, there's been MCs, including some youth MCs that were in you know, year 12 or 13, volunteers, and yeah, each conference it's probably been at least 50 people or so that have been in those different roles to, to make the conference happen. So. I think all along my role's really been connecting, setting some of the vision and the kaupapa for the conference and 
um, yeah, connecting in values aligned people and, and working on making it a really uh, cool experience. And I think something that's been really cool about the, about the conference as well is that uh, we've really tried to, to gather before, before the conference and for example with workshop facilitators and chat about what's the culture we want to set and how are we going to practically do that across all spheres of, of this event that runs and there's you know, things happening. And yeah, that's been, that's been really awesome, I guess, connecting with values aligned people and then figuring out how do we practically not only deliver something that's hopefully inspiring and hopefully um, equips young people um, with some really cool frameworks and some understandings and self-awareness, but how do we also create the atmosphere that we want to create of inclusion and, and fun and inspiration to make it a really cool experience as well. So. Yeah, that's, that's one aspect of Limitless um, and that people have jumped on board with, but it's definitely been a real community thing, each, each thing that we've put on and made happen, yeah. I like that idea that, you know, you've had the idea to get this thing up and running. Yeah. But you're not feeling the pressure to be that idea, mm, you know, on yeah. your own. Yes. That actually you're, you've looked out to go, okay, if this is going to happen, it needs to be... Mm-hmm more than me yeah um, and, and I guess yeah. especially as an 18 year old yeah. yeah you know that's where some of the mm. the connecting in those who have experience mm. um, sure. as well as having your youthfulness and yeah. you know and, mm. and all of that stuff mm-hmm. yeah and, and I think again lots of people have this idea if I'm going to make this work I need to do it mm. sure but actually tapping into those around us can be really valuable for mm. for anything we're doing that's making a difference yeah definitely um, how have you found it's been received by schools and by the students that come? I feel like I've talked about Limitless a lot in the last <laughs> uh, five years and generally like widely around responses I find that people really resonate with what it's about and I think um, everyone has either been a young person or knows a young person that's trying to figure out uh, what's next. So yeah I think we've had a really um, cool reception to what it's all about mm. and had lots of schools that have jumped on board and sent students along and offered us opportunities to come into the school and um, you know get a fe- do a feedback session or a focus group as well yeah so that's been that's been really awesome and meeting people within the school system that really just want to see their young people excel and mm. and even in in many cases like for example, if we've had schools from out of town come, there's had to be a staff member that's really stepped up to organise the transport and organise all those things. So that um, must be really heartening to like see. That. Yeah, things like that is really cool because I know that yeah, being in those roles is really busy. So whenever that sort of thing has happened, I've sort of taken it on as as kind of an honour and mm. um, also a responsibility to really do our best mm. to give these students a good experience. So. Yeah, I found a really, really good reception from schools and from students. We've got to work with a number of schools throughout Christchurch and Canterbury and a couple more wider, in the west, uh, one from the West Coast and things like that, for the conference and in a phase of uh, reaching out a little wider also at the moment because we have a new online course, so that also makes it easier to, to reach out to a wider geographical region, but yeah. And is that yeah. the plan, to, to continue to grow it? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's something that we're looking to do. World domination. And <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, 
I, I know initially when Limitless was very early stage, one of the things that I kind of thought, oh, we should do this is let's see how far, far and wide in New Zealand, you know, we can reach. And the focus has been on um, Christchurch and Canterbury recently um, in the South Island, um, like I said, a little bit wider. However, yeah, last year in creating online has sort of, I guess, opened up those aspirations again of it's a lot easier to reach wider with this. So, um, yeah, I guess doing that, doing that in a sustainable way that we can, um, yeah, grow, grow well at each stage would be the focus as well, yeah. Mm. Mm. You say you've seen a, a good positive response. Yep. Where have you seen it making a difference for people? So we always get, um, take feedback from our conferences and yeah, those are the things that we need to improve on and the things that have gone really well and made impact. So I was looking back on some of the testimonials that we've had from students and some of the things that have really stood out have been comments like uh, the conference or the programs opening up their eyes to their strengths that they already have um, and how they can apply those and, and that being a really positive thing and sort of realising these strengths that you didn't necessarily know that you had. And yeah, recently, um, even with the online course, comments around I feel less stressed about my career pathway now, which I think is really awesome. And yeah, and just that the conference was a you know an eye-opening experience to sort of thinking about, you know, our careers fitting into sort of the world and the issues we see more widely and how we have what we have in our hands can impact on that so I think sometimes we get comments around this speaker really stood out to me or this speaker yeah. really stood out to me and I think that's that's really cool and that's something that's awesome about a gathering is that different speakers and what they have to share will connect connect with people differently yeah. and give them different insights so I guess those um, yeah the impact we've seen around growth and confidence and and just inspiration for the breadth of the opportunities that are out there has been really cool. In terms of, um, again, back to, to getting up and running when you were young, mm. when you, you say, I had an opportunity to start this charitable trust, mm. with that comes having to set up boards and things? Yes. Is that right? Yeah. And so obviously then gathering good people around you, mm, sure. what was that process like? Yeah. How, how did you find board members? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean... It was with the social enterprise course, I guess, going to the decision to become a charitable trust. There's no legal status or, um, I guess, entity called social enterprise in New Zealand at the moment. So you can be a limited liability company or you can be a charitable trust. Um, and I think there might be one or two other things. Uh, so I guess the decision to be a charitable trust was um, one that meant that we could apply for grant funding and things along those lines that could help us to subsidise tickets or um, make things more accessible. And yeah, what that came with was we need a board. And so I, I guess through the social enterprise accelerator that I'd done, I'd met a few people through that that had been business mentors or had been involved in different ways. Um, and yeah, just people that I knew through, I guess, networks. So sort of provided me with some contacts and some people, so I invited three people to be part of that initial trust board and that was um, a whole new experience as well, setting up a trust board, you have to you know, put together a trust deed and, and really define a lot of things about what this co-papa is actually going to look like um, in order to verify that that's actually a charitable trust. So yeah, got, got, got this group, myself and three others before, uh, um, 
and yeah, created a trustee. We actually had a company, a law company, come on board and give us some pro bono work to help us put together the deed, which was really cool. Um, yeah, so it was just people that I'd connected mm. with that um, were really values aligned with Limitless and brought more experience than I had and specific experience in different areas. Um, for example, like financial or strategy or they'd done some work um, with coaching or various things like that before. So over the years, we've had new trustees come on board and um, people have stepped away as, as their commitments and, and mm -hmm. things required. Um, but having a board has been a really awesome experience for me to learn, I guess, about being on a board, but also having a group of people around me that we've always chosen as people that really back what Limus is about, align with the values, and yeah, just also bring a perspective and, a, and an experience in an area. And, and so the board's really there to help oversee that mm. what's going on is what you've yeah. set out to do, isn't it? Yeah, um, definitely. But, but then it's your job to actually do it to yep. do this stuff. Yes. Um, yep. Have you gone to those people, like have, have you had situations where you're in the middle of stuff and you're like, I, just, I don't know what to do? Yeah. Is that when you go to those people? Yeah. Um, have you got other good people around you for mentoring and stuff or is it mm. primarily that, that board yep. group? Yeah, definitely. It's um, it's both, I think, yeah. Board members that have been, have kind of come on board and known that this is early stage and I've, um, yeah, my role in sort of being on operations, um, there's lots of things that are new or for me to learn. Um, so yeah, I've had people that um, are really willing to share about whether it's creating a budget or putting together a sponsorship proposal or whatever it is that I sort of need some support with. So yeah, that's been another really big contribution of having a board um, that have yeah, been able to help me with those sort of things and also definitely people that I've been able to catch up for coffee or that have been maybe more formally a mentor has been pretty crucial as well and yeah I think that's something about this whole experience of starting a charitable trust that I've really valued as well as I've just been able to learn so many things. Because mm. I guess from the outside you could look in and go mm. limitless is April. Yeah. Like she's kind of on her own doing this thing but that's actually not the case like talking yep. to you there's actually yeah. like you're talking about a board you're talking about mentors you're sure. talking about other yep. people helping make the conferences run. Yeah, There's exactly. actually a wide group of people yep. that are taking your idea and running with it. Yeah, um, mm. That must feel really rewarding. That yeah. There's so many other people going, great yes. idea, yep. how can we help? Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Yep. And we've had people that have also been on operations for fixed term contracts yep. coming cool. up to a conference and things, which has been really awesome. Just being on that same um, sort of trajectory together, but bringing mm bring different things to the role. Um, but yeah, definitely really rewarding. And people that I can call on as well, like I was thinking about one example I talked about with the conference, how we try and create a specific kind of atmosphere and culture for that. When it came to creating an online course, one thought was how do we kind of create some of that in an online space, which is different to running a conference. And um, sort of been something I'd been thinking about and I was like oh actually I definitely know people that could input into this so mm -hmm. things like being able to jump on a zoom call at that time and chat about how do we create a positive atmosphere in an online course and mm. um, yeah I think that's where conversations and involvement from other people can also yeah just help for bouncing ideas or sharpening our approach and things like that um, but yeah definitely really rewarding um, mm. to have others 
involved so much, yeah. On the podcast, we talk to people who we say are helping to bring a bit of heaven down to earth, which mm-hmm. is just a, a way of saying who are making a difference. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things I've noticed about you as we've sat here and talked is that not only are you making a difference, but you're loving doing it. Mm. And that it's, I guess you can potentially in some circles see this as, well, if I want to make a difference, maybe I'm going to have to step out of like mm. this thing I would really like to do to go and do this thing that sure. you know makes a difference but actually isn't really my cup of tea. Yeah. But actually you're going, no, this is... Mm. I'm in yep. you know this is cool mm. and and yet here you are making a difference for hundreds of kids who are going what do I do you know mm. where where do I go with life mm. and I'm sure there's like hundreds of really stoked parents out there too because <laughs> that you know that's something that you're as a parent now you know my kids are still mm. young but you've still got well you know how do I help them mm. and having people like you mm. jump in to that space and go well I'll help you know mm. I'll help this discussion you know I'll be part of it it doesn't yeah. mean the parents can't carry on that discussion but uh, yeah mm. I yeah I think it's just great that you obviously mm. enjoy what you're doing mm. um, so thank you so much for taking time to mm. talk to us today yeah. um, and thank you for what you're doing to help to bring a bit of heaven down to earth awesome thank you thanks for having me on hello I hope that is a great encouragement to our younger listeners that you don't have to get older before making a difference in the world. And also an encouragement for those of us who are a bit older that the future is bright when people like April can grab hold of the need for change and do something about it. And this is just one example of what young people are doing to make a difference. I'm also really encouraged by how April saw something that was lacking in the way that things were and did something about it. So April, may you continue to find community gathering around you as others catch the vision you have cast. May you know that the fruit of your labour is good and that the feedback you receive is only scratching the surface of the good that you do. May opportunities continue to find you and lead to more opportunities for you to outwork your passions and strengths in the world. And may God bless your desire to do good in the world, extending the boundaries of your work and your imagination so they truly are limitless. As usual, thanks to Strawn for the music, uh, thanks to Rangi for the karakia, and thank you for listening. Next episode, I get the wonderful pleasure of talking to one of the most down-to-earth, well-known people I've ever met. Shane Claiborne is an activist, a pacifist, an author, and co-founder of a movement looking to live out the words of Jesus more intentionally. He's also one of the founding members of The Simple Way, uh, the organisation currently headed up by Kaz Todd Pearson, who some of you will remember from episode 17. Uh, We talk about loving your neighbour, turning guns into gardening tools, uh, Mother Teresa, civil disobedience, and his ongoing fight against the death penalty. You won't want to miss this one. So, so much goodness. Until then. Me noi tato. E to mata matua i te rangi, kia tapu to ingoa, kia tau mai to rangatira tanga, kia mea te tau e pai ai ki runga ki te whenua, kia rite anō ki tō te rangi. 
Amen.